Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea, and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team, and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it, because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend, and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days, and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. On today's part of my take, we have our very good friend, long-time recurring guest, maybe like the third or fourth recurring guest ever. Uh, it is Mark Titus, Club Trillion. He is here to talk about March Madness. What a great March Madness it was. No, seriously, we're going to catch up with him. Awesome time. We talk about what March Madness would have been, and then we did a Mount Flushmore's with him, Mount Flushmore of things that you are uh, elite at being bad at. So it's kind of the opposite. Hank is literally dying. He's eating something that's too hot. He, it is the opposite of what we did in the summer where we're things we think we're sneaky elite at. <laughs> Hank is dead. Does Rhea know the Heimlich maneuver? Hank is dead. Rhea, hit him on the ads. back. Why did you Super think hard. this was a good time to start eating when we started the show? I was just Thank able to you, The food was passed to me, and I couldn't not help myself. I figured I'd get a, a quick roll in as the ad went. <laughs> that, right. was, that was a mistake. All right, so we have that. We have Firefest. We have um, a board idea. We have a King State Kings, and we have our movie review one of the weirdest, funniest, I can't believe they made this movie, movie reviews we've had. Listen up, we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days. And then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Okay, let's go. Part of my take, presented by Far School Sports. 
Welcome to Part of My Take, presented by the Cash App. Go download it right now. Use code Barstool. You get $10 off for free, $10 to ASPCA. Today is Friday, April 10th. Boys, little snaps for the boys. We're a third of the way through April. We're a third of the way through April. I've actually been having this debate all week. Um, Do we, the apex, let's talk apex real quick. The apex. Okay. That what, doesn't seem what like... What is the apex? Okay, so the apex of the coronavirus in New York City is supposed to have happened either yesterday or today. Now, it seems like a good thing that we could maybe be on the other side of the curve, but I don't think you want to cheer the apex. Kind of an awkward spot. Right, because tomorrow is going to be just as bad as the day before yesterday was. Right. If and the apex also- is today. So, yeah, you don't want to cheer it yet. We're like, we're cresting a mountain... But you don't get – the difference is you don't get to, like, coast down this mountain. It's not like you biked up, and now it was hard for the last, you know, two, three weeks, and now it's going to be easy as we just take our foot off the gas um, or off the brake, whatever you, you want to say. It's going to be tough for the next couple of weeks, but at least it's not March anymore because March was, March was awful. March, March was awful. You cannot convince me that March is normally 31 days. That's Here, bullshit. March is usually 30, and this year it was 31 just to, like, twist that knife and to be like, there's no basketball, there's nothing going on, you're sitting at home, here, have some more March. Here's, here's my issue with the apex. I hope that the apex, we've reached the apex. We're at the top of the mountain. It's like, hey, let's go, let's go on down. Let's go on down slow. But let's go on down. Let's go home. Maybe, you know, grab a hot dog, a cold one. We've had a long you know, trip, trip. We, we had a chewy bar up top, but otherwise we're pretty hungry. My problem is I think we've got, we're like, if we get to the apex and then we notice that like, wait, there's like six more apexes that we just didn't even see there. And, uh, the UFC, the UFC canceling their next pay-per-view is making me scared. And I know that the powers to B were like ESPN and Disney basically said, you can't do this Dana White. They got pressure from California. All that yeah. shit came down on him. But Dana White, when Dana White has to adhere to the rules, makes me a little nervous. And and the other news that made me a little nervous, but we'll see, Brian Windhorst coming out and saying that the NBA basically reprimanded him for being negative about the prospects of finishing this season. That also feels like a scared tactic, like, hey, we probably are going to cancel it, but shut up, shut your face, and don't say it until – we get to like summertime and people won't be as bummed. Yeah. When Dana White gets put in check, he's like, you know, he's a barking dog and you love having a rowdy barking dog. And he got the shot collar treatment where like he barked a little bit too loud and drew the attention of the United States Senate. And at that point he was like, okay, I can't do fight Island, but he did say, he did say fight Island is being built right now. So he's not backing down from the fight Island idea. If anything, he's probably putting more resources into fight Island, which by the way, it better be a fucking island if it's being advertised as Fight Island. I don't want it to be like a cruise ship. I don't want it to be an isthmus or a peninsula. I want it to be a fucking island in international waters where John Bones Jones can fight because he's not being chased by the police there. I want it to be a legitimate sovereign like nation that Dana White owns where the only rule, the only law is there are no laws. No fish hooking. That's the only law. It's it's probably going to be like at the exact same spot where Firefest was held, like on that little strip that was outside of the hotels and stuff. It's probably going to be mean, right there. Probably they could just you know what they should do, <laughs> just get like real low tech with it, rent a truck, and just like build a build a small temporary octagon in the back of a moving truck, 
or an 18 wheeler and just drive around and have the fights inside. How wide do you think trucks are? Get a double wide. Boom. Problem solved. (laughs) Get get a trailer, put it on wheels, drive it around. And then uh, just like challenge the police to find you. Be like, you want to stop my fight? First, you got to find me. They won't know what state to charge you in if you're constantly crossing the boundaries. Uh, So we have that news. And then, but here's the positive news. Uh, PFD had the idea on Wednesday and we're going to make it a full blown idea where it's, uh, something we're going to put our resources and minds behind the, uh, charity bike tour of Manhattan to help podcasts gain back the listeners they've lost during this recession. Is that what loose title? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's approximately what we're going for here, but the real, I want to stress this. This is not a charity for part of my take. We're doing this because we're trying to help the industry. You know, they say as iron sharpens iron, as does one podcast sharpen another. And the fact is the industry as a whole is down. We're still doing fine. We're doing actually probably better than we yeah, have yeah, ever like, been. We're good. But it's almost like it's oh. depressing for us. Like I want, I want more competition. I want to help right. out those when they're down. You remember when, um, when Bill Gates bailed out Steve Jobs? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. way back in the day when Steve yes. Jobs ran out of money. I'm trying to help out our competition. So I think what we're going to do, uh, I think Big Cat and I are going to ride on a tandem bike. Tandem bike. Around the entire island of Manhattan together, Rex and Rob Ryan style. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to open up the ratings section on part of my take for a short mm-hmm. period of time. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you rate us with five stars, leave in the comment section a recommendation of any podcast that you want us to promote if it's your podcast if it's a podcast that you're listening to a competitors and we'll have jake marsh do like little mini ad reads they'll read your reviews they'll read your recommendations live on the twitch stream and on the instagram live channel so we can promote other podcasts because a rising tide lifts all boats right and uh hank is going to be on his electric skateboard no yes i think i i think you're going to be on the bike you're going to be on a bike all bike no i'm i it's hard. I can't film riding a bike. I can film riding the skateboard. What are you talking about? You can put a camera on your bike, and it can, you can basically be the oppo cam where you just go like in and out, like showing us like from different angles. That's what I. That's the plan for the skateboard. But, but your skateboard only lasts for thirty minutes, so you're gonna bail. It lasts no. It lasts for like an hour and a half. Okay, so we'll I'm do an go- hour and a half bike ride in Manhattan. Well, it's going to be it's a thirty-one mile bike ride. So uh, it's the that's a little perimeter. too much. Yeah, it is a little too much. But guess what, Big Cat? We're not doing this for us. We're doing this for podcasts. And then okay? what about Bubba? What's he going to do? He's got a bike. Bubba, I don't know. Bubba strikes me as like a BMX guy or like a, a motocross guy. I want Hank a, a, along for the whole ride. He can't. I know what he's going to do. He's going to. You, you got your skateboard, and then yeah. Bubba, how no. many how many Fox sweatshirts do you own? Or like uh, Monster Energy Drink hats? Oh, Bubba, can we get you on one of those sure. like yeah, the little mini dirt bikes? Yeah, the, yes. the tiny one. Ooh, yeah, like the crash they rode around in in uh, in the new Rocky movie. Yeah, you would crash that and break your pelvis like instantly. We'd probably just the the whole charity drive would just be us at the fucking cruise ship hospital, just hanging out, for being like we're here stuff. with Bubba. Isn't that what Meek Mill got arrested for? Uh yeah, something like that. Well, he's on probation. He's a, a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, he's I mean that'd be that'd he... be good for Bubba's clout though. To like you and Meek Mill, you, the uh, owner of the Seventy Sixers would come have to like bail you out. So, so okay, so we're gonna do it on a Friday. 
and it's going to be one of the next two Fridays. I don't know if it's going to be next Friday. I think we need to, like, actually see uh, how the weather's doing because, like, if we do it oh, – oh, with our luck, we'll do it like when it's pouring hey, out. What you're going into right now is you're pre-canceling a plan. No, I don't want to do this. I really do. You said you texted and you're like, "Hey, you what were- about a tandem bike?" And I go, "Ha ha, yeah." No, I said <laughs> you were more than welcome to say no. I wanted to include you. I wanted this to be something. I know. I did. I, did, I just thirty-one miles is a shitload of miles. What about if well, you got? I, what if we got? What if we got a huffy and you had pegs, and I just hopped on no. the back. I'm driving. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm driving this one. My buns of anarchy training has led me to this point. No, that so. means you have to be in the back. That's where like the it's like a canoe. Like the you back is the power. Is the engine? I don't think you understand how tandem bikes work. Yeah, no, that's the you want. If if and, you are going it, too it, fast, you're gonna be dragging me where you want to be. I'm, rear rear wheel drive. And I'm you'll be drifting behind Big Cat the whole time. He'll be blocking yeah. all the air, so that's that's more. That's yeah, right. you that's, you don't want to uh, be uh, in the in the front. I do want to be in the front. I'm looking at the picture right now, the Ryan brothers, and Rob was in the back. Rex was up front right after he had the lap band surgery. So I think you got to be in the back. I'm just telling you, it doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Like you would, you would want the stronger biker in the back. Otherwise, you're pulling me instead yeah, of. I'm putting you on my back. Right. But you would want it the other way. Like you want to, be, like you're pushing us. You want me to be the ass of the bike. Like in a canoe, you want the stronger rower in the back. I'm gonna I'm gonna steer this one. You steer the RV. You steer the the van. So I have to sit behind I, you for fucking four hours. Now this really sucks. Maybe we switch off. We can alternate, yeah, because we're definitely gonna need to take some breaks for like granola or like uh, some gorp. Maybe have some uh, a meal. Some smelling salts. What about a meal? Oh, we yeah, we could stop at. Well, no, there are no restaurants that are open. Okay, I'm actually. You know what? Fine, PF. Wait, no, wait. No, we'll this is not going to work. I'm reading right now. If the, the the most tandem bikes, the taller person should sit in front. That's what it's saying. I just Googled it. You Googled should the tallest person. No, I said fat, faster bike. biker front or back tandem. <laughs> you're a better biker than me. I'm not saying you're not. Like I'm just trying to figure out the fastest way to get this fucking done with. I'm All right, so we'll, we'll work out the logistics behind the scenes. Uh, but the great news is if you want to help out this charitable cause, you don't have to pay a single red cent. Nope. You don't have to pay This is all me and Big Cat and Hank and Bubba, and we are going to do a service for the greater good of the podcasting community. And it'll be, as Big Cat says, either next Friday or maybe the Friday after that. Or the or, Friday after that. Or another Friday. Who knows? But right, now, right now it's absolutely planned for next Friday. All right, so I'm in for it. We're going to do it. I'm joking around. I'm going to have a great time. I'm so looking forward to, to biking. I actually own a bike now. So I bought, I got a bike today. Oh, sick. Yeah. Peloton? Well, I was given to me. No, no. Uh, our boss, Dave Portnoy is doing his unboxing and someone gave him a $3,000 bike and I got it. Oh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, uh, if I don't, I already told spider that if I don't use it once a week in the next, for the next two months, I will give it back to him so he can have it because I probably won't use it. It's one of those like rash, like, Hey, improve myself. Maybe, maybe I'll get into biking. That sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've already, I've already ordered so many like accoutrement and accessories to go. Did you order some for me? Bike ride. Uh, yeah, I did actually. I got you some nice. sick ass biker gloves. Hell yes. Hell yeah. I just like I biker shopping, gloves or, or yeah. bicyclist gloves. Biker gloves. I do my shopping <laughs> in the, in the biker section and just ignoring the fact that I'm talking about a bicycle and not a hog. So I've got a uh, I've got a Harley helmet. I've got some spiked gloves coming for you, so we're gonna be good. 
Um, all right, so we're going to do that. Look out for that. That will be very, very uh, interesting. We're going to do an Instagram live for the whole thing or Twitch or whatever we're going to do. We're going to be live. We got to get, we got to get the uh, helmets where we can get the cameras attached. So we should just come with like seven different cell phones and just keep swapping them out. And both of us should be live on different platforms. We, we should actually just, be live on all three platforms yes. for the entire time. We should duct tape different phones to our heads and we'll just always be live. Always be content. Put on we're, different. We're, yeah. We're Truman showing ourselves. Yeah. You, it's actually. It's like the like, ESPN when they showed yeah, the, the national the, championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be like, Hey, you want to go to ESPNU and, and, and watch, uh, pft's ass from big cats cam or you want to see hank have like the sky view where you can get the whole 360 we should have a coach's room too (laughs) where we have we have some people breaking down our biking technique like who's a good bicyclist your your buns of anarchy gang yeah Yeah, i'll get i'll get booger and uh and liner to break down the uh the biking journey I do actually have a uh, old phone that I've reactivated to go be able to go live like on multiple things. I should um, I should tape it to the seat and start a Zoom and just have that be like literally the fart cam. I just sit down on it over and over. <laughs> it's just your ass, just an extreme close, <laughs> just going up ass. and down. Yeah, um, I did see that you was it you that you have plans for uh, the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to take my horse racing uh, to the next level. And just run like eleven races that day on my track. I like that, and, and get dressed up in like a big hat and all that stuff. Yeah. The problem is all these plans. Like you can't do it with more than like three people. <laughs> but you can be remote. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can. Yeah, but can it's I, just like, uh, I, like it's so funny to be like, hey, we should do this big thing. It's like, oh yeah, but we can't do this big thing because we can't bring be funny like people if, into the office. If people got just like hammered as shit and dressed up in their finest and just got on zoom watching your horse race yeah can i can i get dressed up like hunter s thompson and get fucked up on all kinds of drugs and then write a recap of the day no you can get dressed up like that other guy who uh who what's that guy's name who's like dale earnhardt's best friend and he always does like the scene what's the he's kind of a oh no the, the guy that looks like uh spencer hall from sb nation yes what is his beard. name I forget that guy's name. No, I'd rather just get really messed up on drugs. And no, write, I, I gave the, you the no, cat I cave gave derby you, is I drunk and you, depraved. I gave you your role, so uh, the, that's that's your role, announcer crew. There you have it. I love the Kentucky Derby because it has like seventeen people doing different things. Uh, we should get Randy it. Moss involved. Ooh, yeah, we should get Randy Moss handicap all of it. Fuck, now that bummed me out. That bummed me out thinking that we're not gonna have. Randy Moss. All right, I'll figure it out later, this guy's name. Whatever his name is. Someone tweet me his name tomorrow. Uh, all right, let's do our fire Fest. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Hank, you're Firefest, and if you fucking say that you're, like, sick of getting high and playing video games, I'm going to jump through this screen and strangle you to death. No, it's not that, although I am having a tough time. Uh, Call of Duty Warzone it just gets worse and worse. But my Firefest actually, uh, the call is coming from within the building. Our own, our very own Leroy Insider. Oh no! Reported that uh, Gronk is close to signing with the Buccaneers. They're just trying to figure it out with the Patriots. 
I assumed it was just Leroy doing Leroy things and just and just uh, scooping out of out of the side of his head. What, what does that mean, Leroy doing Leroy things? Being just just reporting new, uh, really checking into it, He's and just like and yeah, fast and loose, <laughs> and like going more for the interaction and the in the buzz than necessarily the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did a little bit of research on my own, and there's actually like some some where there's was it where there's smoke, there's fire, and it's heartbreaking. Oh. It's tough to even think about. I haven't, I still haven't listened to. What are you talking like, about? Gronk going to the Bucks. Mm. Mm. Where there's boobs, you say there's it. Scoops. I wanted you That's really say it. Yeah. Instead of smoke fire, it's where there's boops, there's scoops. That's Wait. Leroy's motto. Wait, what is it about again? Gronk going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, so wow. Gronk retired from the New England Patriots and did he not would... play last year, and he would he would join up with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. So kind of like the noted wait legends. noted pothead Tom Brady. That's right. Yeah, he smoked weed in high school a couple times. And sober Gronk <laughs> and Tom Brady, truly the odd couple. Uh, this, there's actually some merit behind this reporting. I will tell you that Leroy has good sources. His ass is firmly – he's scooting his ass all over the story, putting his stink on it, putting his mark on it. And you'll note that every single Bucks personnel guy that's been asked about this, uh, whether it's Bruce Arians publicly, whether it's Jason Light publicly, they are both – issuing non-denials they're mm. not saying they're not interested they're interested the talks are happening right now it's i would put it at like leroy what would you say leroy says 92 percent it happens that Gronk i just hope that 92 percent yeah i just hope that uh but that's in dog percent this is, this is scared off like hopefully like leroy has like scared them away from making this happen what? Or I just how does that work? <laughs> He's I like a know. guard dog for your heroes. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, like oh shit, like they're onto oh, us. We, we, we better knock them it? out of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> the um the best part about like if, if this actually happens, there's not a single person better equipped to have like two of his star players leave him willingly leave him than Bill Belichick. Like normally, any other person I could think of. They'd be like, what, what's your guy's problem? Like, you don't like me? Like, maybe send him a text. Be like, what, what's the deal here, guys? Like, I thought I thought you retired, Gronk. Like, Tom, I thought we were friends. Like, you'd steal, you know, Gronk and all this stuff. But Bill Belichick will just keep moving. He'll probably get a great draft pick for it and just keep moving on. Like, not even think about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be a big F you to Bill Belichick in principle, but I don't think that Bill would even see it that way. He no, would he wouldn't like, care. Okay. He, he would be, be like, I get an asset. He'd be yeah, like, I get an asset for, exactly. for Rob Gronkowski. Like a vindictive – I'll put it this way. Rex Ryan, if it happened to him and one of his former players, they were trying to sign with another team, Rex would be like, go fuck yourself. I'm not giving him up for anything. And he would just deal with not having a fourth-round pick or a third-round pick or whatever it is, like O.J. Howard. With Belichick, he's like, yeah, I would absolutely get something for nothing because Rob's not coming back to play. He's in the NFC. Who gives a shit? Yeah, there's your spin zone, Hank. You literally would make you would you would create a draft pick out of thin air. I don't. I, it would be. It would still be just very, very hard to stop. Do you think is who wears eighty seven for the Bucks? Does anyone? I don't think anybody does. I oh, think so all. Then their, it's just twelve to eighty seven again. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so Damn. Hank's understandably upset about it. I'll say this: if Leroy nails the scoop which I think he's going to. Oh, Jordan and he, Leggett. And he gets uh, – oh, yeah, Gr- yeah, Gronk will just, like, fight him for that. Just yeah. wrestle him. Um, if Leroy nails it, I think he's going to. And he gets credit on the ESPN bottom line for breaking the story. I think Leroy might retire from the scoop business. I think he might go out. No, you have to be definitive here. 
Leroy will go credit, out. Then you have Leroy will retire if the ESPN bottom line credits at Leroy Insider or Leroy the Dog for breaking the news about this Gronk thing. So, so then that'll, that'll be his final scoop. Then the question is the the owner of Leroy's account who has an addiction to breaking news, whether real or fake, what does he do? I'll get another dog. Okay. I was going to say, like, you'll just do Larry the Goldfish? <laughs> no, Leroy will go out. He'll go out on top, and uh, I'll put him out to pasture. If you want to stud him out, I'll let him have sex with your dog, you know, just like an old racehorse that won the Kentucky Derby. This is the best journalistic hound in the history of dogs. So, like, if you're looking, if you're doing your Mount Rushmore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What about uh, that Rin Tin Tin guy? He was a cop. Oh, yeah, he was a cop. Yeah, he was a cop. Good. All right, yeah, I'll, then, yeah. I so, Leroy would be the best dog reporter <laughs> of all time. That's all I had. And, yeah, <laughs> that's it. What about Lassie? Lassie <laughs> nah. did break the Timmy down a well story. I just like had Rin Tin Tin. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, PFT, what's your fire fest? My fire fest of the week is uh, I don't think that there are going to be any more hockey handshakes at the end of big-time Stanley Cup playoff series because Dr. Fauci said that he doesn't think the handshake's ever going to come back. I'm happy but, about this. Well, yeah, as white guys, we've well, put up just, so many daps before that it's actually good for us. Not only that, but it's just – it's one hand, the handshake is one of those things that it's like – maybe you just have to get super high to, to, to think about it. You know when like sometimes you get high and you start thinking about names, first names, and you're like, whoa, what's – like someone is named like Paul? What the yeah. fuck? But that's what I've done for the handshake with this entire experience. Like, so wait, when you see someone, you just put your hand out there and shake it and just share every germ you have on your hands. It's that weird. seems if, weird. If it was any other part of your body that you did this with, it would be bizarre, right? Right. Doesn't matter if it was like your if you locked elbows with somebody and rubbed elbows, if you did anything with your neck or your ears, like it, for some reason with a hand, it's just common acceptance to shake hands. Um Maybe the only downside to this is maybe we'll become a cheek kissing society and cheek kissing mm, is like, that's what seems way worse. Every, every now and again, significantly worse. The, the cheek kiss is like, okay. But for the most part, it's like bizarre and weird unless I'll put it this way. Unless you're a university of Florida football player getting ready to walk past your coach's wife, the cheek kiss is always like a little too intimate. I would say, I would say there's never been a good cheek kiss. I, Mrs. Mullen's pretty good at it. There, uh, there's not a time when it's like this is it's it's family members that you don't want to do a cheek kiss with. It's it's a weird thing. Cheek my, gr- is my girlfriend's weird. family is Italian. I never know what to do at gatherings. Like it's like I I just don't have it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, my, aunts and uncles and shit that I've never like I met one time and I have to go in and kiss them. Just DX them. <laughs> Maybe that'll be our new greeting. Just everyone just DXs everyone. I'm fine with that. Or do the. Uh, I've seen some people do the hand on the heart. It's it's fucking oh, so like stupid, that. but I kind of, it's like, hey, I can keep my space. It's like what I was talking about on Monday. It's cool to just keep your space from everyone at all what about, times. What about the the hand on the heart and the point? That or just just a just a knuckles. Just go knucks up on everyone. Just pound it. Yeah, pound it. Just I hey, and if you really like the person, explode that shit. Pounding that is the same thing. It's the same yeah. thing. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. You're you're killing germs because you touch things with the this side of your hand. You pound with this side of your hand. Yeah, you're you guys are both punching germs at the same time and knocking them out. It's actually very healthy. It's like nuclear fission. That's how strong we are. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, my fire fest. I got two. Uh, the Bulls have finally hired a new GM, and I should be happy. I'm just calling him AK because I still don't know how to fully pronounce his name. Art Arturus 
Canisius from Denver, seemingly the smart thing they did. Like, hey, the Bulls did something smart. But my Firefest is I've been so battered by Jerry Reinsdorf and John Paxson that I just assume John Paxson is going to keep his job and then in like three years bug AK's office and do a power play and get back power and then like reset. He gets another 10 years. So probably that's, it's one of those, you know, when you get in that situation where you get objectively positive, great news, which this is like, he is a stud. He will be good for the bulls. Like he's going to actually maybe have a scouting department and analytics and all these things that teams have figured out a decade ago, the bulls might do, but you're in the back of your head. You're like, well, how are they going to fuck this up? That's always a bad place to be, but that's where I am. No, and, as a Redskins fan, I've never had an experience like that where we do something good, but in the background, Vinny Serrato. Well, you guys don't up. really do anything good, so. Well, I mean, Joe Gibbs, he was he was pretty good. Yeah, but that Brought was a long, back. long time ago. Uh, like, uh, oh, bringing him back? Years. That yeah. wasn't that good. Um, that was right. And then my, my fire fest, <laughs> my other fire fest is I, I bought – I have my, my horse track race uh, every night, 657, the Cat Cave Derby. It's electric both literally and figuratively. And so I said, hey, you know what would be better if I got an eight-lane track? And so I bought a $200 eight-lane track online. Didn't read the fine print. It's just a fucking board game. Look at this thing. And you pay $200 for it. Look at this. Look how big this is. That's a, is it hand-painted? It's fucking huge. What, do you it's have to, like, fucking... roll dice to, like, figure yeah. out how far you're going? So I, I will at some point. We will do follow. There's also a treasure map. I'm trying to figure out how it's possibly $200 for that thing. Follow, follow the part of my take, Twitch. Hank's playing all the time. PFT's going to be doing stuff that we'll get to the board idea. I'm playing video games on there now, too. But at some point, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe when we go in one night, we'll just sit down and we'll play this on okay. Twitch. Oh, I, I did. Five hours. I bought um I bought a Super Nintendo with Donkey Kong Country and Super Mario World and Firefox or what's no it's not Fire uh Star Fox. Yeah. Oh st- wait no Star Fox N sixty four though. Star Fox no they, they no, had Star Fox Nintendo, original N sixty four was good. better. It was pretty good for a Super Nintendo. Yeah, Star Fox on N sixty four was was the shit. The yeah, best. So I've got like a bunch game. of old school games. That's that's pretty much when I gave up on video after Goldeneye. Um, you might as well just like knock me out unconscious in terms of video games and woke me up like a year ago because there's no in between for me. Just give me a second. I got to roll this whole fucking thing up. That's how big it, probably, it is. It Story probably came life. with some of those like. <laughs> there you go, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Look at this, guys. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I fucking smoked that fatty board game that I paid $200 for that I didn't read the fucking print. You're going to leave a review or what? Yeah, everyone, make sure you read the fine print. All right, <laughs> let's do let's do our interview with Mark Titus, and we have uh, our Mount Flushmore of things that we are exceptionally bad at. Before we do that, oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Okay, here he is, Mark Titus. <laughs> Okay, we now welcome on our good friend, recurring guest, uh, one-time ban, because he did say those 
terrible things. Hateful things. Hateful things that we had to delete from the podcast. Can't believe we have you back. It is Mark Titus. He is from Fox Sports. He has a podcast on Westwood One Podcast Network called Titus and Tate. Let's start there, Mark. Uh, who had worse timing? I got in the real estate business in 2008, seven. I got in the casino business January 2020, 2020. You got into the I'm going to leave my job that I've been at and my podcast feed to do my own podcast feed that's college basketball the one year they don't have a tournament. Yeah, and not only that, we waited until like halfway through the season to sign our contracts. Uh, and we kept telling ourselves, it's okay, because all that matters is March anyway. <laughs> the only time people care about college basketball is March. So as long as we have a big March, we'll be okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, no, you guys must be really starved for content if you're having me back on. I mean, Fuck my God. How long has it been? I thought I... Yeah. No, we we were like, hey, our our good friend okay. Mark has no, took a big risk. No, he we, went out. He's no. probably going to get fired. Even I don't even know. Do you have an employer? What anymore? we really said was, John Rostin is not picking up our calls. So let's get Mark on the line and talk to him. No, you're one of our longtime favorite guests. So uh, people actually requested you. Yeah, am I the first? Am I like the the longest running, like continue? I mean, uh, you were I'm trying to think of guys that were Chris Long. Chris Long was number one. Uh, you were the oh, first okay, college basketball okay. guest. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. We were talking about great timing. This was great timing. Like this was one of the best investments I've ever made in my career. Was uh, <laughs> responding to PFT's DM four years ago when he's like, "Hey, I just launched this podcast." with this guy named big cat <laughs> yeah yeah because you guys launched it in march right and you're like we need college basketball yeah something will you come on and uh all i wanted was to just see pfc's face and then he wore sunglasses in the interview mm-hmm. and i was like what are we doing it's just us three why are you wearing sunglasses dude and uh anyway we yeah, then events. we met uh then we met like a month later on the original Grit Week in yeah, Indy, we got, where and we, got, we got into yeah, a hardcore right. debate about yeah. LeBron versus MJ. That Big Cat started as a joke, but ended up taking extremely seriously. So did Mark Titus, <laughs> and so did Hank, who said Bill Russell, and we were all very drunk. <laughs> and then we saved your brother's life, so it was a good time. Yeah. I, that is true. Yeah, my brother passed out in the uh, in the bus. I remember. Um, I remember not really caring that much, and like PFT and I would just kind of lock eyes and laugh at how ridiculous it was that Dan was taking it so seriously. That's... And then, like ten days later, ten days later, like the finals are going on, and the and the the Cavs or was he on the Heat at the time? He must have been on the Heat at the who, whatever, whatever team LeBron was on. He's in the finals for one of those eight years in a row that he went, and and they lose, and Dan texts me, and I just you know, took a screenshot. And sent it to PFP, and, and, and the rest is history. Yeah, yeah but I got you. You you, you care. You care because you bring it up every time I see you. You care. <laughs> you absolutely care. I know you do. Big Deep ca- down, I know that you have a you're you're a guy who who wants to just sit around, drink some beers, and and debate yeah. some sports. Yeah, yeah. Mark, how are you spending your days right now? What are you doing? Uh, it's horrible. I'm just I'm quarantined in LA. Uh, oh, well, you had it it's right. Brutal. Yeah, but, you, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I was supposed to come to uh, – no, I rem- I vividly remember uh, Fox. We were going to come to the, the Big East Tournament in New York, and I'd set up uh, seeing you guys. Um, you guys were working on your excuses to flake on dinner. Uh, it was all – it was all everything was going according to plan. Um, and then Fox said, we're not sending anybody anywhere. And, and I was like, well, I'm sorry, what? And they're like, yeah, we're worried about the coronavirus. And this was probably – I don't know, end of February or something. And I and I remember like getting not really a fight with my boss. I was like just in his office, just like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. 
what are we doing? Like, this is so stupid. Um, yeah, I, I, I regret, I regret everything I said to him. Then. Uh, so then I told you guys, I was like, hey, Fox isn't sending us because of Corona. And then you mocked me as well. And then Dan, I think or what PFT you said, like, the NCAA is considering canceling the tournament, and then Dan was like, that's definitely not going to happen. I couldn't believe uh-huh. it. Then, I was uh, so upset. Well, Leroy, Leroy said it, not I was me. so upset. And I, then yeah, he said like that Mark's so not going to be here because of Corona, and then I, I thought that you had it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So congrats uh, no, on beating so it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just quarantined in L.A. I, I, you know, it's, it's been a rough go. The beaches are closed here, um, so that's been brutal. My – my maid can only come once a week oh. uh, for the social distancing. So now, yeah. are you are you quarantined uh, because of Corona or just because it's raining there right now? It is. It is raining. <laughs> How do you know that? Are people just tweeting about it? I got we always in check. LA. We always check the weather in LA right when we wake up every morning. <laughs> we just make it's sure a, it's the capital yeah. of the world. Yeah. Um, so, it is, it is. so Mark, can you do this for us before we do our Mount Flushmore mm. draft? Can you give us like two to three? endings of March Madness that you saw could have happened, like almost fanfic. Mm. I'll take off my pants, yeah. and we could just, like, we could really just dive into it, like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. Obi Toppin fucking finished off the dream season think, in Dayton. I would have wow. some great literally yeah, translates think, tweets for him, too. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, Dayton beating Kansas is one. Uh, they had the great Mount Invitational game. Yep. I think uh, having the rematch um, with the National Player of the Year, the National Coach of the Year, a mid-major. When's the last time a mid-major won a national championship? It's been a long time. When's the last time uh, a mid-major got to the Final Four? Yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, two years ago with Loyola, probably. But, yeah, Loyola's yeah, the last Sister um, Jean. Yeah, the year, but before that? <laughs> George Mason? Before that, Mason. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that would have been that would have been awesome. That would have been that, that's one fanfic. Can we do like what, what's the Big Ten fanfic? It has to be Michigan State, right? Given what like Cassius Winston, uh, no his brother. No, I think that's yeah. In the twenty years anniversary of of Izzo getting the the last one, um, I th- is there has it been that Big long? Story? Yeah, I yeah. think I think wow. the Michigan State fanfic is they beat like they beat a blue blood in the lead eight, Duke or Kentucky, and then yeah, go on to win it all. And maybe even, I don't know. I feel like they would have. I feel like a fanfic for Michigan State would have had them playing a complete nobody came in, coming out of nowhere in the finals. So it wouldn't have even been a memorable final, except mm-hmm. for Izzo and Cassius Winston. Right. Yeah. I. That's fair. I think. I just. I just wanted the Big Ten. I was. I was rooting for the. I mean, you know, I'm. I'm speaking. I'm preaching to the choir a little bit. Uh, I know Big Ten, but. Uh, it's it's been too long. It's very frustrating it is. that the Big Ten loses title games and and uh, we we know that the Big Ten like the ACC is probably better not this year. The ACC was dog shit this year, but uh, the ACC might be a better basketball conference. But the Big Ten is definitely number two, if we're not number one. And we can't say anything because we never win national titles, and it's very frustrating. I would just like to win one well, and shut everyone up. So, no, you can yeah. say you can say whatever you want. You just have to mute the words Michigan State two thousand, and then you're fine. Right. <laughs> like, no one can say it. Or Mateen um, Cleaves, just to extra make sure the the quality filters are totally on. That way no one can yeah. fuck with you. I Would you yeah. have, like, tell me this. Just give me give me 30 seconds. I did buy fully in on this Wisconsin team, and I did think they were going to make <laughs> – what? What? I thought they were – I didn't think okay. they were going to go to the Final Four, but I thought they were going to get to the Sweet 16 and maybe even get to the Elite Eight and have it be like one of those crazy, like, how the fuck are these guys doing it? Because how the fuck did they do it? I can't it remember. In Big Ten play. 
Did you say it on air when you came on our show, or was it after or before the interview when you're like, we have to fire Greg Gard. He's not. Yeah. And then they never <laughs> lost again. It was crazy. It's another one of your great timing. Uh, uh, we'll get to that when we do the Mount Flushmore of terrible, like things we're terrible uh, at. That's definitely one of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Wisconsin. No, it was, it was, <laughs> it was not happy. I mean, you can't simultaneously. Here's how I knew Wisconsin like wasn't actually that good. It was like, Wisconsin fans were clamoring for Greg Gard to be national coach of the year. And, not me. And, but then they were also – and then you were also upset that, like, no one made the All-Big Ten team. You guys won the, You guys won a part of the league, and no one made the All-Big Ten team. And Wisconsin fans were like, how could we – like, basically, you, you, were, you were very confused because you, on one hand, you wanted respect, and you wanted, like, all of the media types like me to say, like, wow, Wisconsin's a true national title contender. On the other hand, you were like, wow, our coach – basically had the shittiest team ever win a Big Ten title. He's a magician how he did this. So you're, like, conceding that your team was not that good and it was, like, a miracle Wait, that you wanted to That's actually a good it. point. Okay, so who, who, are, who are you yeah. talking to? Because if you talked to me, I would have told you exactly what I said a million times. I thought that they were, like, I didn't know how the fuck they got to where they were. It was incredible. Right, it was think- awesome to watch. And I, I thought they would probably either lose in the first round, which always could happen, right. Or have like a miracle run, and when I say miracle run, I'm talking Sweet Sixteen. Right, right. That's what I mean. Yeah, they would have, they would have lost in the Sweet Sixteen on a buzzer beater. Right, that's tradition. That's I like didn't actually. Yeah. I mean, I did take a, a future on them at five hundred to one, or no, a hundred to one. But I didn't actually think they were going to do anything. But maybe, maybe, the- <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Which one of the uh, which one of the top uh, seeds was going to be a fraud? Who's going to get bounced early? Hmm. Oh man, who who was a fraud? I didn't love Baylor. Like Baylor was kind of looking towards the finish line. They had, Agreed. I thought Baylor was really good this year. But uh, once Bill Self kind of showed everybody, like, hey, what if you just set a middle ball screen? Um, then people were like, yeah, we should do that more often. Then Baylor started losing games. So I think Baylor would have. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I wouldn't have trusted them in my bracket. And now San Diego State too. They were kind of limping towards the finish line too. Oh yeah, San Diego State was big time limping. Now to be fair yeah. to Baylor so we don't have everyone yell at us I agree with everything you said but with the caveat that uh not every team had Azubuke because that game against uh Kansas he was in fucking sane I think he had like I don't even know I don't remember I think he had like 18 rebounds in like 20 plus points which is insane in college yeah. but yeah I, I like crazy. yeah I agree what did you think Gonzaga had a chance to maybe finally make the final four <laughs> Gonzaga, I, I really hated this Gonzaga team. It was nothing against them. Um, I just, I loved last year's team so much that it really, it would have pissed me off out of respect to last year's team, like Brandon Clark and Rui Hachimura and those guys. If this Gonzaga team, like, would have won a national title after last year's team didn't even make the Final Four, I would have been really upset. Um, mm-hmm. And that was kind of the theme of college basketball this year to me. It was like basically every team was worse than they were the year, last year. Um, Kansas, Kansas was the exception, but uh, I, I don't know. So for that reason, I didn't want to cheer for this Gonzaga team, even though I, you know, they were they were good. I thought they were one of the best teams in the country, but um, it was just one of those deals that, like, like you knew that. I kind of had that selfishness that with me at Ohio State. Like the year after I graduated Ohio State in 2011, we were the best team in the country. Wisconsin beat us. Big Cat, remember this? We were undefeated, um, and you guys won in Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, that 2011 team was a one seed, and like part of me was really pissed off because I was like, if they win the national title when our 2007 team is so much better than them, I'm gonna be so fucking mad that like I missed out on the national title and these guys won. 
Um, and then they lost to Kentucky. And I, as it turns out, that's not what I wanted at all. <laughs> wow, so Mark Titus was rooting against the Buckeyes. Interesting. <laughs> Full on. <laughs> that's fucked, dude. That's really fucked. Uh, every team was, like, Virginia was worse, but then they somehow got better at the end of the season. We're like, wait, is Virginia good again? Yeah, yeah. They well, Virginia was not... Virginia was lucky as hell, and um, I say this as a big-time Virginia fan. You know that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm as big of a Virginia fan as you guys are LSU fans, um, <laughs> which, which is to say I've been a fan my whole life, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, they, they, they got lucky, and they, they – I mean, they, they won, like, I think – I want to say eight in a row, and seven of the eight games were one-possession games to end the season. Um so I didn't really, I wasn't really going to trust Virginia in the tournament, but that's okay. They won the national title. They're 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 a chance for two years, the longest reign in college basketball history. There you go. That's, that's awesome. huge. That crazy for your Cavaliers. Um, we all call right. it second year actually. <laughs> Before we do our Mount Flushmore, I had one other question. How is mm-hmm. life as an iPhone user? It sucks. I don't like what? the iPhone at all. I like. I bought it. I bought an iPhone to FaceTime my niece and nephew. That was literally it. My brother and sister have iPhones, and they were like, if you want to see – I was like, can you guys, like, do, like, a Skype thing? Can we do – this is before people knew about Zoom, I guess, with, with the quarantine. Now everyone, everyone knows how to use Zoom. Um, they're like, the only way you're ever going to see your niece and nephew are if you, if you FaceTime us. So that's the only reason I got it. It's very frustrating. Uh, the keyboard sucks. The keyboard I had on my own phone, my old phone, is awesome. The autocorrect is awesome. I don't know. I'm getting used to it, though. It is nice. I like the Apple Watch a lot. I have that. I will. I will say the Apple Watch is cool. The AirPods are cool. The phone itself, not a fan. But oh, it's okay. that's weird. Do you have the one that, that has the home screen button on it, or is it just where you have to swipe up? No, I got the. Uh, I got the eyeball, like the one where they like steal your eyeball and um, all your DNA, and they that's can tell it's you. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't use that yeah. one, but then I realized they literally have everything else on me. So that's kind of yeah. Foolish. I was like, I'm not giving them my face. It's like my face is pretty much all over the internet. I hate the home screen, like the apps. You can't move them around. You have to. I, I don't know. That's a whole thing. Like the, the Samsung was so you could customize everything. It was great. If you didn't like certain <laughs> things, you just got rid of it. You just got it off your homepage. Right? Yeah, but just, then they exploded. Yeah. What about the explode? Like I don't think iPhones have ever turned into bombs simultaneously. Um, all right, so everyone go subscribe to Mark's podcast, Titus and Tate. Please what are you guys going to be doing, by the way, now that basketball's canceled forever? Oh my 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 uh my boss is wanting to plug this. We're doing Fox is doing like this ultimate fan bracket, and I, it, it'd be great for your listeners to come troll it. Actually, uh, we're doing. I don't think like, they would do they something like bracket, that. Yeah, they put out a bracket of uh all of the fan bases. They're seeded by uh, Twitter followings of each of the men's basketball accounts, and it's basically just like a bracket of like who has the best fans in college basketball. Um, Duke is a one seed because they have the most Twitter account, Twitter followers because they buy bots. Oh, fuck um, that. It, it, well, no, the best part about it is Duke is losing in the first round because they're playing Lehigh. It's a one sixteen game and everybody's voting against Duke. Oh yes. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's so good. So, um, Wisconsin's a three seed big Yeah, That's pretty cool. Ohio State's just a seven seed. Um, Ooh. yeah. All right. I'm getting yeah, in on that. Uh, All right. So everyone, everyone yeah, go get in do on that. that. Yeah. And, and, I'm trying to figure out what's like the funniest thing. I'm, I'm sure a 16th is going to end up winning it because people are going to troll it. But I don't know what the funniest trolling. Just I don't know. I don't know what the funniest outcome is. But I'd, uh, I'd yeah, like to see you and BC get back involved. Have have their Twitter account the Retrievers. How about Gonzaga yeah. finally make a Final Four? That'd be nice. There, there, there you go. Uh, UNBC, we we matched them up with Virginia in the first round. <laughs> they're they're going to beat Virginia again. So I love it. There's that as well. 
Um, anyway. Okay, so everyone do that. Also download Titus and Tate, the podcast. Download Please it. Do. Last, last question before we do the Mount Flushmore. Uh, have, have you rewatched – where do you rank Hoosiers in your all-time movies? Uh, I I don't know. It's a tough rewatch because it feels like it's so cliche. Yeah. And, like, every beat of that movie has – but it, it's kind of like – I describe it as, like, the Seinfeld is unfunny thing where, like, people ripped off Seinfeld so much that if you go back and watch Seinfeld, it feels like you've already seen this a million times, even right. if you've never seen Seinfeld before. That's kind of what Hoosiers is to me. It's like, in my mind, Hoosiers invented sports movies. Whether that's true or not doesn't matter. That's how I've always remembered it. So, like, part of why I think it's cliche and cheesy and stupid is because everyone saw that, copied the formula, and took it and, yeah. and ran. So, they started the cliches. Yeah. I, yeah. I rewatched it recently, last week, and I, uh, I love the movie. Like, I love the movie. But I definitely mm-hmm. rewatched it and was like, maybe it's because I was I was narrating it as I was on radio, so I didn't have the the sound on. And Hoosiers, the song, the montage song in Hoosiers is probably like mm-hmm. one or two best montage song in any sports movie. Like that just gets you so pumped up. But the basketball scenes just kind of suck. And the last scene, Jimmy Chitwood, like the defense on him was atrocious i actually went back and watched it and it actually was like true to form that was how bad the defense was yeah it was bad um obviously i'm biased like i love it not just because i'm from indiana but like i lived that you know like playing high school basketball in indiana um it wasn't quite on that level where like the whole town is like calling a town hall meeting to to fire the coach uh if, if the best player doesn't join the team it wasn't quite that but it was um i there was a lot of that where like winning, like I played in front of like, I played high school games in front of like 5,000 people, you know, which is insane. Uh, So like that, that, those elements like of, of the whole town rallying behind the high school basketball team and, and like the state championship being the most important thing in the world, like all that still resonates with me. Um, But yeah, I understand. Like I, I I don't, I don't get super passionate about it because I know I love it and I don't, I don't need to like, I don't need to recruit other people to love that movie. If other people watch it and they're like, this is lame as shit, then I'm, I just kind of shrug my shoulders. I'm like, I get it. I get why you would think that, that's, but I, I yeah. still love it. That's a fair answer. I still love it, too. I just rewatched it and was like, wait, do I not love it as much as I used to love it? Because like, you think of my, Hoosiers when you watch it as a kid, and you're like, this is the coolest movie ever. My dad has lived every second of his life in, in Indiana, not just Indiana, but like rural Indiana. And um, he hates the movie. And, the, and it's pretty shocking that he would hate the movie because he's such a basketball guy, loves Indiana high school basketball. He hates the movie because he, he just like will not shut up about how it's not a true story. Um, it is true that like the small town team won the title. But what, what is not true is that the year before yeah. they had gone to like the final four of the state tournament. And they, the movie makes it seem like they just kind of like came out of nowhere, but really like they've gone to the final four and they brought everyone back and then won the next year. So my dad is like, he's like the truther that just like goes around in the end and is like, fuck Hoosiers. <laughs> I love it. I love it though. You have to have somebody like that. You have to have a well actually guy. Yes. I like that too. Um, yeah, all right. Dad, so. Let's do this draft. Let's do this draft. So when we had Titus on okay. over the summer, the podcast, everyone loved listening to, uh, the life episode the life where episode. we just kind of talked about, all the stuff that's happened to right. us. Right. So we talked about all the stuff that's happened to us, and we did a Mount Rushmore of things that we think that we are sneaky elite at. So now we're going to do. What the were mo- the highlights of that episode, by the way? So was it like what have you found is the is the 
the the lasting legacy for it's got to be the hot soup for you, Dan. Right? Hot soup is definitely up there. Uh, I would say the the tightest callback joke. Titus Whenever we joke. do a good callback joke, joke yeah. we it's like saying Kobe yeah. before you make a shot. We say Titus right afterwards. People people being yeah, shocked yeah. that uh, PFT was competent enough to get like a good salary before he like they were like, "What? Yeah, right, you right. didn't live in the woods?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, I, I got so many DMs being like, "Hey, what was the name of the company you worked for?" Because if you were making that much, I would be a millionaire. Everyone was just like, "No way!" <laughs> um, but yeah, and then and then Rosillo maybe being a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, Rusillo. Like <laughs> Rusillo, that started. A lot of my friends text me and still, just to to this day, still text me like, "Is he being serious?" I can never tell. Him <laughs> <that>. <laughs> and I'm like, nobody can. That's the joy of Ryan Rusillo. Yeah. So, so <laughs> this this draft was. Uh, it's a little bit different because I, I was unclear at the start. So what we're doing is just things that we're bad at, not necessarily things that we're good at that or things that we think we're good we're, at that we're bad at. No, things that we are, we think we are the worst okay. at. Got it. Like we, if you had a competition, we would actually probably win being the worst. At. Got it. Does that make sense? Mm, okay. Yeah. So it's just okay, the opposite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Things you're sneaky elite at sucking at. All right, Hank will go first, then Titus, then PFT, then myself. I mean, it's not – no one's really picking anything from each other, I right. would assume. Uh, putting together furniture, shelves, dressers, things of that nature. Mm. I always mm. try. Whenever I do it, I mess, like, one little thing up, which basically makes the whole thing pointless, and then I regret it for as long as that dresser stays up in my apartment. Yeah, yeah so you do kind of uh, what I do when you mess something up as you're building it and you realize that you've messed it up. You just power through and you keep building on top of that mm-hmm. error and never fix it, right? One, yeah, yeah, one of the most emasculating things I ever did was uh, task rabbit uh, some guy to come into my home and build my baby's crib. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, but you know what? Yeah. I was like, fuck it, man. Caveman cats would yeah, not like, have survived. What the hell, man? Who cares? I, I you know what? This is, it was too important because it was like Hank said. I would definitely have done it backwards, uh-huh. and he would have like we would put a newborn in the crib, and it would have fucking folded on itself. Right. If the job's worth doing, it's worth paying a complete stranger to trust to do right. it right. Yeah. Are you a handyman, Mark? What? I, I actually am. Yeah, I owned a house for seven years, so like I, I took a ton of pride in like fixing everything myself, and um, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I don't know. Like I, I couldn't. You wouldn't like hire. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have my friends have me do work for them. But I, I always can fix things before I like ask someone else to do it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, I get. I get it. I get. I get being less of a man though. Like Hank is. What's uh? That. What's the <laughs> most complicated thing you've ever repaired? <laughs> um, I installed a bidet in my house. Whoa! Um, so I had. I had. I took apart my entire toilet. I had to. Uh, do, I, I don't even know if I had to. I just like. Did it just for fun? I took the I, I had I installed a new toilet, um, and then installed a bidet on top of the toilet, and there's that. Yeah. My thing is like if you could could have flooded the house. If you can change a tire, which I can and have done, and you can uh, like unscrew something, you know, like if you need to, to get a screwdriver and be like, all right, let me tighten this up. Like mm-hmm. I tightens. I, I'm doing doing yeah. enough. I just like to say, oh, I don't have the right tool for that. Yeah. So like, you can get do away with yeah. not ever fixing anything if you just never buy tools. I have basic competency. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a hero. I'm not I trying to be say, Tim the Tool Man. I don't know. Sh- I don't know shit about cars, so I do. I will do the move where I just pop the hood and stare at it for like oh, two yeah. minutes, and then go back in the car and just be like, ah, I've never seen this before. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then call. <laughs> I, I do that with cars. I don't know shit about cars. All right, Mark, your first pick. <laughs> okay. Uh, my first pick is um, I have a combo uh, Call of Duty slash Rocket League. Um, mm. 
this is not this is not video games. And the reason I put this on my list is because I play a ton of video games. Or I, I have in my life. I'm very very experienced at video games. Can I've I never met up, anybody bro? who's better than me. Yeah, let's do it. I've never met anybody better than me at like Tony, the original Tony Hawk. Like I kill all my friends at FIFA. Even like first player get like I, I was awesome at Grand Theft Auto, but for some reason the first person shooters, I suck so bad at Call of Duty. I'm the worst Call of Duty player of all time. And then I threw Rocket League in there too because I I played like three games of Rocket League and I was like this is the dumbest shit. I mean I, I when I, when I play those video games it looks like I've never touched a video game controller <laughs> in my life. I am horrendously bad. Oh no, that's a bad time for the quarantine to be bad at something like yeah. that. Yeah. All right, yeah. good pick, good pick. Uh, PFD, you got your first? Yeah, my first one is spelling. That was a pretty easy one for me. Mm-hmm. Bad That's speller. Definitely. Got awful. My, the autocorrect on my phone is 10 kinds of fucked up, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's good. Yeah, there's no no complaint there on that first one. That's a pretty damn good one. Uh, okay, my first one is I'm really bad at ending text conversations. Really bad. Like, mm-hmm. I always feel like I go one or two extra because I don't want to feel like someone doesn't like I haven't recognized that I've seen something. I've been shifting a little bit to the like heart, like thumbs up guy, but that's also a douchebag. So yeah, I really mm-hmm. like probably three times a day. I'm in a conversation that I feel like I didn't end correctly. I think that's also showing your age a little bit. I feel the same way, but most younger people who've grown up just doing nothing but texting, they understand that like you don't have to sign off right. a text message. I always, For me, it's always like, yeah. All right, we'll circle back on this later. Yeah, talk to you later, dude. All right, good <laughs> chat. Like, uh-huh. I've said good chat before. That's fucking lame. Yeah, That's you should, terrible. You should have, like, a, an email signature for your text messages that, that you send. Good chat, man. All the best. Cheers. All right, talk to you Daniel. later. I, I do love that. I love that about the iPhone is the uh, the hearts and the thumbs up and the ha-ha. But that, that's a douche move. It's a very way to be like that. Yeah. I, it is, but I don't – I mean – and the iPhone is the phone for douches, right? Like, so it works out. <laughs> I listen. I do it. I do it because I really I'm that bad that I'm like I'm just trying to find a way to get out of these conversations. But I know when I do it, it's terrible because it shows up like a text message. Maybe there's a setting you can change. But I always see someone heart something. I'm like, oh, I have a new text. Oh no, it's just someone hearting something. Um, okay, so that's my number one. My number two is I never know when to correctly stop in the savory sweet rotation while snacking i always fuck it up so like you know how like when you're like you got some chocolate and maybe you got some pretzels or you you got some chips and you got some uh gummy bears or whatever you're doing i always am like oh i'm good here ending on savory or i'm good here ending on sweet and i always then lust for the next one i fuck it up every time Mm. you're bad at the mesh point yeah i just can't i i just always feel like man why did i stop there i should have gone one more because mm-hmm. like I'm a big, I, lo- I love doing that. You, like chocolate and like your problem is jerky. You buy snacks in too large vessels, and I'm not saying you buy them in too large quantities. But instead of getting like a giant thing of Cool Ranch Doritos, get like four medium sized and then you reach the end of it. That's a, the end is always a good stopping point. No, because then you're just like, fuck, I want some more. Like I'll do crackers and uh, and like uh, gummy peaches, and I'll just sit there and I'll go back and forth, back and forth, switching back and forth, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'll never fucking get the right stop. Okay. Is that what you, you very do you, timely? Do you ever do that, Mark? Very, no? very, yeah, very, very timely one. A lot of snacking going on in quarantine. Yeah, that's uh, very true. Yeah, very that, true. yeah, that's a that's a timely one for sure. Yeah. I, I wonder if you would have had that on your list had we not all been locked down. Probably not. It's a definitely a time. Walk to the pantry. Yeah, it's yeah. a time for self reflection. Like, 
dude, you yeah. suck at <laughs> snacking correctly. Um, <laughs> my number two is going to be uh, my memory. Just just remembering things. Mm-hmm. I got a bad memory. Always have had it. Forgetful. I guess you could call it scatterbrained. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough for me to keep something. If I don't write it down, if I don't have like it on my calendar, um, then I'm just going to forget about it. Probably. I was going to say, is this PFT telling on himself that the reason you guys screw up every snake draft you ever do is because of him? As it turns out, no. I think collectively we're bad. Yeah, at snake we're collectively drafts. bad. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Yes, but yeah, I would say yeah. There's definitely times where you're like, hey, what are we doing today, or what are, mm-hmm. what's going on? Yeah. Um. All right, Mark, you're number two. All right. My number two is uh, small talk, uh, and I have two. Uh, it, it's a double pronged um, um, under the small talk umbrella. Uh, one is the reciprocal small talk, which is like I'm walking my dog, someone else is walking their dog, and they'll be like, "Oh, that's a cute dog," and I just say thanks and like keep walking. And it never, it, it doesn't hit me until like five minutes later that I'm supposed to say like, "Oh, you have a cute dog too," or like, "How old's your dog?" Because they'll ask me all about my dog, and I'll just sit there and answer every question. And I'm like, "All right, see ya," and I never ask them about their dog ever. Yep. And I don't do it. I don't mean to be an asshole. It's just like I, I'm not good at that at all. Um, and the same thing with like you know a coworker, somebody asks how my weekend is, I'll tell them, and then I'll just turn around and leave, and I don't ever think like, "Oh shit, now I'm supposed to." <laughs> Oh, that person, that person's really doing? interested in me. It makes sense now yeah, how that right. whole ringer thing fell apart. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine um, if that was it. It was other... like all these theories online. It's like, actually, Titus just sucks at small talk. Yeah, that's pretty much it. As I moved out to L.A., I had to go into the office, and I was like, I can't be around like, this environment. <laughs> People just like, hey, man, you want a coffee? And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I freeze, and I was like, I, got, I quit my job. <laughs> yes. It was like, um, which, uh, which Pac-12 it, team correlates to characters in the Karate Kid? And you give them your answer, and you're like, all right, see you later, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> take it easy. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, all right, Hank, you're two. Uh, my second one, I'll go with taking shots. I like can't Ooh. take shots without like, looking like a huge pussy. Yeah. Unless I'm like, Are you really about drunk. Call of Duty still? No, I mean, Call of Duty was on my list, too, but Mark <laughs> took that. Uh, but no, like even, even if I want to take a shot, like someone's like, you want a shot? And sometimes you're like, no, I don't. But even if I'm like, yes, I do want a shot, when I take it, I just naturally like my face like quivers up and I just look like a huge bitch. It's a it's a great call because there are definitely shot guys that can just do it and they are always manlier. I, we're basically just cucking ourselves with this entire Mount Rushmore because it's like mm-hmm. you know like w- the opposite of what we're saying is just like the manliest guy. Mm-hmm. He can fix everything. He can take <laughs> shots. He's got a guy for everyone. He's sick at Call of Duty. Yeah, we're providers. <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're definitely not making ourselves out to be alphas. But if you if you're a shot guy. I think it's because you're the person who orders the shot and you figured out that there's one shot that you can take really well. So maybe it's just, mm-hmm. Hank, you need to figure out what your drink is and then you order that drink and make everyone else take your drink. Fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. And then my next one I'll go with uh, physically texting back. So a lot of the times Ooh. I will like get texts and I mentally respond to them all and then like <laughs> about 70, 50%, 75% of the time, I forget, and then I'll scroll back on my messages like a few hours later or a day later and be like, this is so awkward now because I responded to you in my brain, but I forgot to text you back, and now you probably hate me or think I'm a douchebag. Mm-hmm. So that happens a good amount. I do think that a lot. That's that's the response that in the mind is definitely a problem that's like happened in the last like five years in society. I had that on my list, Hank, so if it makes you feel better, I still call the duty for me. You stole that for me. Wow. Uh, I'm the same way with emails, too. Emails yep. and text, both. Yep. I, 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 I'm I, the king of, like, 
so sorry for the late reply. Uh, just now seeing this, it's like 18 days later <laughs> on the email. Um, so sorry, I, I, I got tied up. Corona, I will say Corona has been great, uh, a great out for texting and emailing late. You can just say like all the, all the craziness going on in the world. Sorry, I got tied up uh, mm. just now seeing this. Um, that's a good excuse. But uh, yeah, you stole that one from me, Hank, so I'm going to have to readjust here. Uh, all right, um, what, you got your yeah. next one? Yeah, yeah, I'll go with this one. Uh, my number three is giving toasts. Um, I have, I have three toasts I give no matter what the like. So I, I don't know. Maybe I am good at it, but like I, I have no idea what to say. So I just go with canned toasts. My three ones are: here's the new beginnings. I just say to new beginnings. Raise my glass. That's it. Uh, which surprisingly covers a lot. Um, but I, I, I stole that from just like I think it was old school when when Will Ferrell gives Luke Wilson the toaster and he just says to new beginnings and hands it to him. Um, I was like, wow, that one works. So I'll just raise a glass and say to new beginnings, even if it's not like a wedding or, or the birth of somebody or anything, just whatever. Um, I do the Kramer one. Here's the feeling good all the time. Uh, and then one. the only other toast I have is Razor Ramon's Hall of Fame speech when he said Harvard pays off, dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Yes. And that's it. And if, yes. I, and if it's not one of those three and I have to like give a toast, I have no idea what to say. Uh, so I always, so like anybody that's like knows me really well or spends a lot of time around me has heard me give those three toasts a thousand times in my life. Razor Ramon always works. So I, I'll give you a pass on that. Yeah. I, I think if you give that, you're good. Okay. My next one, uh, there's just so much stuff that I'm bad at. Um, I'm going to say apologizing very bad at apologizing it's uh it takes me a while yeah, sometimes really to get bad. around to it mm-hmm. sorry not sorry uh but I, I do eventually get around to it just apologizing in a timely fashion admitting that i'm wrong about stuff i never want to admit that i'm wrong about anything it's a very bad quality to have and i'm working on it are you i am working on it slowly <laughs> okay um yeah i'd happen to agree <laughs> with that one um okay my last two uh, I'm really, really bad at keeping my car clean, but it's in a very specifically terrible way. And I'm talking about like eating something and then just putting the wrapper, like stuffing the wrapper in like the side door and just fucking leaving it there. Even though I pass a garbage can, like where, after I park my car and it's the laziest thing that I do. Like I will be that lazy and it's horrible, but I'm I'm elite at it. That's elite laziness. Where I'll like eat something and just stuff it in there, and then like maybe two every two months I'll go through and there'll be like sixteen wrappers like stowed away like a squirrel throughout my car in various places. I just get around that by not having a car anymore. But I yeah, yeah I I was just messy with my cars just in but, general but right. not in the same way right it was like always a new different surprise kind of fucked up in my car but. right like there's messy cars and i understand that because i also have that but like the messiness that i do is so fucking lazy and ridiculous when you like i will actually consciously think about it sometimes like finish like have a coffee cup in my in my car park my car and be like, now nah, throw it out later. Do you ever run into the like <laughs> your, your cup holder fills up with straw wrappers? Yeah, or yeah. dip spit. Like I'll just be like, now nah, I'll throw it out later. I got it later. Like that's it's exceptional laziness that actually drives me insane. But something in my body like can't get me to do it. Then I'm just like, ah, my hands are full. My hands are never full, so it's terrible. Um, and then my last is I um am really really uh good at uh. 
like thinking like predicting something's going to keep happening and then having it go the exact opposite way like we alluded to earlier <laughs> like i'm it's half shtick but it's actually really true like the minute i have a really firm opinion about something there's a good chance that the exact opposite will happen like we talked about saying greg guard should be fired and then the badgers not losing literally not losing again they did not lose another game like i i will do that very confidently be like bears are back yeah bears are back like I do actually think the Bears are back when I tweet that, and then they will 100% be not back. Or, like, hey, I think this is the year Mitch will, like, actually make a step forward, and then it all goes. So I'm really – when I when I have my declarative sports ideas, and it can be in-game too. Like, if a team comes out and scores two touchdowns right away, I'm like, game over. And then, of course, they'll never score again. No, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of the same way. When you just when you think you know something, that's right. when the universe pulls a rug right. out from under you. But I'm you. really good that's, at that's just that's being why bad at that. I, I never trust anyone that has consistently strong opinions about everything. Right? Because I'm like, the, every time I have a, a strong opinion about something, it's very, very wrong. Yes. Um, all right. So that's my four. Uh, PFT, your last one. My last one's just going to be balanced sports. I'm bad at balancing. In general. So I've always wanted to surf or skateboard. Can't do it. If I get on a skateboard, I guarantee you within probably less than a second, I will break my wrist. Mm -hmm. Very bad. Uh, I tried surfing one summer. I lived at the beach. I was like, I'm definitely going to learn how to surf this year. Um, Was not able to stand up. There were little kids that were way better than me, just like dropping in on my waves. Um, Just very bad. I don't know if it's an equilibrium thing, um, but I just suck at balance. Yeah, that's a good one. What what is the... I, w- I was going to learn how to surf before they closed the beaches down. That was a goal of mine this summer was to do the same thing, PFT. What what were the pitfalls? What other what you think it was just your balance or was there anything like standing up on the board was, there something was tough? Like beginners yeah. <laughs> for me. Like honestly the, the, the entire process was bad. The waking up early in the morning, that sucked too. But it's just I think it's mostly just balance for me. Like it doesn't matter if I'm on a balance beam, if I'm try- actually you know what? I'm really good at doing the walk on one foot or stand on one foot and touch your nose in a sobriety test. So I can balance better when I'm drunk. So I'll mend that to saying sober balancing I'm bad at. Yeah. Did you ever try surfing drunk? Maybe that was it the whole time. You just, yeah. I don't think I did. I don't know. That's probably the key. Yeah. yeah you got to do that. Uh, all right, um, Mark, your last one. My final one. Ooh, I have, I have a long list. Uh, I'm going to go with, <laughs> all right. I'm, I have, I have a very long list. Uh, I I'm gonna go with this one. Uh, I'm bad at the because we, we've been we've been talking about communication a little bit. I'm bad at the post interview follow up. So like this is kind of specific to people that host podcasts, which is I guess every American at this point. Um, so maybe it's not as specific as I thought. Uh, I'm really good at the pre interview thing where like the guy comes on and you haven't started recording yet, and you're like, hey man, how you doing? How you been? Good. Where you where Hey, where are you at these days? Right. You're mm-hmm. doing all that. But then when the interview ends, Dan, you're really good at this to your credit. I think we talked about this in the life episode. I do do it, yeah. Yeah, you're really good at it. I am horrible at it. Like, as soon as we hang up on the air, uh, uh, when when people come on my show, as soon as we hang up, like, the guy's dead to me. Like, I don't ever – and it doesn't (laughs) dawn on me to, like, reach out. Like, I really have to consciously – like, I don't know. I have to consciously remind myself, like, shit, I should text him, like, hey, thanks for doing that. Like, that would be a nice thing to do. Um, So – uh, I'm trying to get better at that. I, I'm really good at the pre thing interview, but I'm really bad at the uh, the follow up. Yeah, so, you um, are. I just wanted to. I don't think yeah. you've ever followed <laughs> up with me once, but I definitely because my whole thought is like whenever someone does an interview, they always second guess themselves right after they hang up. So like they're like, wait, did I say that? Right. 
So I always try right. to send that text to basically intercept that thought and be like, great job, I'm 100% dude. Awesome not, time. I, I'm 100% not getting a text after after we get done with this, too. No, I am. I, I've already I, started I it. Okay. Yeah, I've already, started. already written it. Yeah, yeah, be like, dude, that was fucking <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Right. Awesome job. Um, <laughs> all right, Hank, your last one. Just sitting still. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you are. You're a busy boy. I can't do it. What about on a plane? Uh, I, it's when I just take a bunch of edibles and fall asleep. Mm, smart. So if I'm asleep, I can I can sit still. Yeah. When I'm awake, I can't. Yeah. What? Uh, that's a good one. What? what any? Any that anyone missed? I I really suck at um, spelling the the difference between breathe and breath. I fuck that up all the uh-huh. time. I mean, weird. it drives me nuts. We, I can't spell weird. A restaurant. Yeah. Restaurant sucks. I have worse grammar than PFT does, ironically. Um, <laughs> I actually, I get tips from Hank. Yeah. Like, he's, I, I observe him, and then I incorporate some of his little sayings. Um, I can't reach things on top shelves in grocery stores. True. I made the mistake of texting a bunch of my friends that I've known since I was in, like, second grade. What are some things that I'm bad at? And so they're still texting back right now. Like, just they're just roasting me continuously. So I guess judgment I yeah. just have bad judgment uh-huh. for things. Uh-huh. Uh, they told me to put dancing. I'm a bad dancer and clapper. Can't clap. Can't dance. Mm. Um, I like your clap. I think it's cute. my clap is improved. It's cute. It's improved a little bit. It's so cute. Uh, they also said facial hair. Obviously, everyone knows that. Oh, I have terrible handwriting. Do you guys have good handwriting? I have decent handwriting. Yeah. Mm. No, I had that on my no, list. Bad handwriting. Strong hands. Yeah. What do you have uh, that you missed, or- Mark? Uh, I have ordering for the table. Um, if I, you know, Ooh, I, I, I got a I, trick for you if you want one. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? You just sit down right away and order pancakes for the table. I just made that up. <laughs> Wait, you mean like a, you go to brunch or something with no, a big Ian group Carlos of yeah. guys? No. He yeah. Invented like sit the away right away and just don't, don't even give anyone a chance to order pancakes for the table. <laughs> That's brilliant, Hank. So Thank be, you. It's almost like nobody wants to order their own pancakes, but, but everyone, they want to bite, yes, right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Wait, Titus. Oh, I thought that was Fernelli's too. Are you are are you uh, are you saying like people say, "Hey, can you order for us?" No, no, no. Uh, this is this is uh, our guy Tommy Alter is the king of this. Um, and yes. Every every everything I learn, every insecurity I have at dinners, at group dinners, comes from eating with Tommy. Um, and this is one of them. Where like Tommy orders for the table, and it feels so emasculating when he just like when everyone starts talking and they're like, "Yeah, let's get some appetizers, whatever. Let's get some stuff, whatever." Uh, and then I'm kind of like making a mental note of what I would like. But then the waiter comes by and Tommy's like, we're going to do this. And he just starts ripping things off and then hands the menu and then they walk away and I don't get to say anything. So I started getting in my brain where I was like, I want to do that. I want to be the guy that just orders for the table. So then I get what I want. Um, and then the few times I've tried it, like the, the, it's basically just me. It's like, again, once again, it's kind of a theme with everything I'm saying. Everything is selfish. And like the app, the, the things I ordered, no one else wants. And I'm just sitting there eating everything. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how to read the room. I guess with like what people want to eat and, and what is like a good group appetite. Yeah, I just get, like what I want, and I just assume that other people are going to want it, and they never do. I'm, I'm not I'm just very be assertive. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's about how you say it, not so much what you say, because sometimes Tommy will order something, and I'm like, I didn't want that necessarily, but I'm like, okay, I guess we're eating it mm-hmm. because people want to be led, yeah. right? Yes. So if you just if you right. step up the assertiveness and you're like, hey, we're getting the escargot, and you guys are going to fucking enjoy it. 
Then yeah. everyone's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I love that's a good point. ground bugs. Uh, Titus, are you a big, like, I'm have, I'll am i have what he's having? Because that's a fucking pussy-ass move. No, no, okay, no, no. good. I, I don't do that. Yeah, I'll change my order at the last second. If good, I have, uh, good. I hate yeah, copycat I orders. They're the yeah, worst. I can't do that. Yeah. Okay. I can't do that. Um, And then the only other, yeah, another thing I had was uh, knowing breeds of cats. Um, I, I, I don't know any – the only – the only breed of cat I know is Siamese, and that's because they're connected to one another. Whoa, Otherwise, whoa. What about Tabby? They're, they're the ones from uh, from that cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are Siamese, if you please. please. We are Siamese, if you don't please. Uh, we are residents from Siam. Siam. Yeah. There is no finer cat than I am. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> I think it might be the... Is it Ricky Ticky Tabby? <laughs> no, it's the one where they come to... Come, is it... Coming to America? That's not... That's and the one movie. cat plays yeah. everyone in the barbershop? Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, Tabby, you know Tabby. Yeah. There can be silver tabbies or orange tabbies. I didn't know that until right now. I I was this day's old when I found that out. What about Calico? What? (laughs) No. What is a black cat? What is that called? Black cat. Black cat. cat. Jinx. Yeah. Yeah. You're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about cats. Uh, um, and then I had uh, carnival games. I suck at carnival games, and it's really upsetting because I'm white trash from the middle of nowhere in the And I've been to a billion, (laughs) I've been to a billion carnivals in my life. And I've played every game a billion times, and I suck at all of them, and it's very frustrating. Yeah, so, it's in your you blood. You think I'd be good at like be good one? At yeah. I mean, they're rigged, yeah, so. but yeah, anyway. don't beat yourself up. But yeah. <laughs> it's like Titus is like, dude, I can never fucking get the ping pong ball in the, in the goldfish. It's like, dude, the holes don't fit. Like, what are you talking about? Suck at three card monster. <laughs> this fucking ring game, it's impossible. <laughs> it's like, you're beating yourself up all all your life. Damn, dude. Uh, um, yeah, well. um, all right, Titus and Tate, everyone go vote on this draft. Fox Sports has their best fans uh, bracket. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, when we, we're going to release this on Friday. We'll decide which team we're going to throw our weight behind. Yep. Everyone go listen to Titus yeah, and Tate, should. too. Where, where can they uh, find you right now? Uh, you can find us. We're at, we, we're affiliated with Western One, but uh, just go to where podcasts are. Google Titus and Tate. We're doing a fantastic quarantine content you know we're we're it's, it's a great time to have a podcast great time to launch a college basketball show um <laughs> everything is everything is coming up titus and tate could not be going any smoother <laughs> check it out <laughs> all right man thanks so much <laughs> all right all right love you guys later love, love you titus. shall i take your order or do you need a minute Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Okay, let's get some segments, and we've got a movie review. Uh, the first segment, I don't even know what we'll call it. It maybe is it's just that is Stephen A. Smith back on the weed? Because he, I don't know if you guys saw, but he was doing a, a question, a Q&A on Twitter. And uh, on, I think it was Wednesday, someone said, stay off the weed, stay safe, Stephen A. Well, a little different than what we thought what his response would be. He said, not something I'd say at this moment in time, bro. The way things are going, I can't blame anyone for anything legal they do right now. Stephen A. Smith just condoned 
legal marijuana, I think he actually now can win election as president of the United States. Chief and A. Smith. Yeah, I think he can too. Who would vote against? I mean, no one is going to beat him in a debate unless he's going up against Skip Bayless. But like there's, I would vote for Stephen A. He, he also said, uh, someone said, wow, think of the kids. Dope isn't safe. And Stephen said, don't be an idiot. I'm not encouraging anyone to do weed or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I was saying right now is not the time to play. I, I uh, around decrying weed smoking. There are bigger fish to fry. And Agreed. He, Stephen A. Smith is fried. He would know. Well, he's he's a bottom feeder. He's a catfish guy. He likes the booty. Uh, so booty and weed for Stephen A. Right now, I think uh, I, good for him for evolving a little bit on this. I guess it took yeah. an entire country being locked inside their house with nothing else to do. So you might as well just like smoke what you have around. Um, also, like Stephen A. Smith, he should be encouraging this from the get-go because I want to say like 50% of First Take's audience is just people who got high and forgot to go to class. Mm-hmm. Or forgot to turn off the TV, more importantly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they got first, high the first, night before, got high again when they woke up, and they're like, oh, fuck, ESPN's still on? First Take's one of those charmed on TNT or whatever uh, during March Madness. You always like wake up in the morning or you go to the gym in the morning, and that show's still on like above the treadmills. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big time. Oh, I forgot to turn my TV off. It's it's essentially the perfect. I watched I watched the late night uh, Warriors versus Clippers game, getting high, and then woke up at like like nine forty five and was like, you know what? I'm gonna just gonna get high real quick, and then oh shit! Now I'm trapped watching an entire episode of First Take. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh yeah. I I've woken up many a time to that like Bass Pro fishing shot like sign at the very start of it and it's Wale doing the intro or whatever it is um that's like an alarm clock for me um all right so our next segment is bill o'brien king stay kings bill o'brien is traded for brandon cooks which i don't know i'm gonna look this up right now i'm pretty sure brandon cooks is the has probably maybe outside of sam bradford received the yeah. most picks for like in compensation for his like trade value how old do you think Brandon Cooks is? He's 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 young. Twenty-seven. So. Yeah, he's like twenty-eight. Twenty-five. Oh my Holy god, shit. that's crazy. And he's been traded what five times? He's no less four than times? that. Four times, I think. Well, he was traded. Still a lot. He's been on five to, teams. To the Patriots, to the Rams, and then from the Rams to the Texans. So no, this would be his fourth team. Wasn't he on the Saints for a little bit? Yes, yeah, Saints, Patriots, Rams, Texans. Okay. And yeah, so also, he's, he's well Cal- on his way to breaking Sam Bradford's record. This is like when Tiger Woods got off to his hot start against Jack. So he's got to he's got to show he can do it for an extended period of time. But I think that right now, like I wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Brandon Cooks played on ten NFL teams. Yeah, and he uh, and then also you got to count the trade uh, for Malcolm Butler that never happened. That's true. That that should count. That was a lot of smoke around that trade. That should uh-huh. absolutely count. We really uh, fucked that one up. <laughs> so he was traded in 2017 for a first round pick. The Patriots traded for him for a first round pick, and then uh, one year later, uh, or no, yeah, sorry, one year later he was traded for uh, a first round pick. So it was Cooks and a fourth rounder for a first round pick, and now he's been traded again for what was it a fourth round pick yeah so he's he's he his value is starting to go downhill but he still has a nice resume that he's gotten traded for two firsts and a fourth at this point and bill o'brien has you know finished off one of the more bizarre 
off seasons where he had, I don't know, top three wide receiver in the entire game and traded him away for nothing and then traded for Brandon Cooks. Uh, and he's like, yeah, this is good. We'll be fine. I would say it's almost even an upgrade because look at, uh, look at Brandon Cooks. Four different teams have wanted him on their roster. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, only one team besides the Texans has wanted him. So, I mean, to me, it seems like he's more in demand than, than DeAndre Hopkins even is. But, uh, yeah, good, good for Brandon Cooks. Uh, I, I have a theory about Bill O'Brien, though. Going into this draft, Bill O'Brien, if you were to make a, a leaderboard of who I thought was going to fuck up the technology the most using the remote drafting software, Bill O'Brien, the head coach, and Bill O'Brien, the GM, would be at the top of my list for that. I, I don't Ooh. see that either one of them as being technology guys. And even if they were, his butt chin would probably set off weird pornography filters and get him kicked offline a few times. I, so I, don't, I don't see him being good at that. I think he's trying to get rid of as many assets as he can knowing that that's just one less thing he's going to screw up on draft night. Mike Zimmer definitely is going to be up there. Um, but he got assets back in the DeAndre Hopkins. So he's basically – he's still net, I think, up picks. I think they have more picks than they started with because they've he's traded things assets? away. So, yeah, so he so he's actually wants to, wants to get Randy on this fucking draft. I just think Bill O'Brien, honestly, is simply saying uh, nothing is going to stop me. So I'm just going to just do whatever is in like, he probably, I wouldn't be shocked if in like four or five years, we have an E60, maybe, maybe Jeremy Schapp is interviewing him and he's like, yeah, I, uh, I just did whatever God told me to do, you know, or, or like, uh, you know, I, I had a higher calling and it was to trade all my good players for shitty players and see if that worked out. And then it just didn't, but something is up where he's not listening to any kind of common sense at this point. And it's almost getting – I'll say this. I'm almost becoming a Bill O'Brien fan because there is that level where, like, stupidity becomes so stupid that it's absolutely hilarious and you root for it because now he's an underdog. Well, if a really, really stupid guy is going up against a bunch of averagely smart guys, like other NFL head coaches, some of them, <laughs> some of them, I'm saying you got your, you got your NFL co- – okay, let's look at his division right now. Okay, you got Vrabel, genius. genius. Doug Marone, genius. genius. Reich, whatever. Dude, we don't know. We don't come on the podcast. Don't. Come on the podcast, and we'll decide how smart you are. But if you're, if you act really, really dumb, there'll be a lot of people that think that you must know something, and so then yeah. they'll outwork themselves. So maybe yeah. that's what Bill O'Brien's trying to do in this circumstance. But I, I think if you were to give me like, make me predict who's going to fuck up this virtual draft, I would still have O'Brien. Zimmer is absolutely a great choice. The Cowboys, Jerry Jones' fail son, I think is going to be running the show down there. Well, those would be my big three. Jerry Jones simply trying to like rip the iPad out of Stephen Jones' hands and having it fall and and log out is definitely on the table here. Jerry Jones still opens up his his web browser. It's probably Netscape. (laughs) And it goes to backpage.com and it's just a big – this. Website has been seized by the FBI logo. He, so he hasn't been able to use the internet for years. Yeah, no, Jerry Jones, like, it, it, it will break in Arlington. The internet will break, and he'll be like, we got to get our IT guy on it. And he'll look over, and it will be, like, his, his uh, one of his, like, fifth grandson, it, who's, like, 19, who's the head of the entire IT department at Jerry World. He'll be like, sorry, Dad. It's like, Grandpa, I'll get it done. And just fiddling with all the fucking cords. Because all he does is hire his own fucking idiot family. 
yeah, his grandson who like does nothing but play Minecraft at the dinner table. <laughs> Jerry's like, you seem to know those computers pretty good. Yeah, what is this TikTok? Thing, <laughs> yeah, I, I got a job for you. Pays $3 million a year. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Going what does solo. that mean again, Hank? Solo. When you See, want to make a draft pick, oh, but shy. you're shy. Shy, shy, oh, shy. When you want to make a draft pick, but you're shy. Um, and all right. Uncle Jerry is trying to get you to take Johnny Manziel again. Last but not least. Oh, no, we have uh, – you had a board idea, PFT, the Twitch channel. What are you going to do? I had a board idea. I notes at myself in the middle of the night last night. You guys ever do that? Where you like, you yeah. wake up and you have an idea and you just write something down in your notes app. And then you wake up in the morning. You're like, what was I thinking with this? And so that's kind of what I did. Uh, and this will show you just how bored I am. I made a note to buy myself a DVD player and then go live on Twitch just on the screensaver DVD screen where it bounces off all four sides until it hits the corner and then log how many times it's hit the wall before it hits the corner and uh, how much time has passed before it hits the corner because people watch that type of stuff. And I think I would actually watch it too. There's this, um, I remember reading about this thing a couple of years ago. It was a big ball of ink that would drop one drop of ink once every two years. And there was a huge community of people that would just tune in and watch it live. Uh, so this is kind of like similar. I don't know how long it's going to take to hit the corner, but I do know that I will watch that home screen until it does. Yes. Absolutely. And then we have, we have that Twitch. We're going to be here forever. So might as well watch. We're going to do it today. Oh, on Friday. Yeah. yeah it's Friday. I forgot. Do it this Friday, afternoon, right? What time? I, was, say, I forgot. Say a time, Friday. Pick a time. Uh, when are you done with the act? Big cat. Uh, two o'clock, two thirty. Two thirty. done. Done. Part of my take on Twitch. There we go. Um, yeah. So make sure you follow it. PFT, you have an ad before we get to our movie review. Yeah, before we start talking about the garbage pick and field goal kicker Philadelphia phenomenon. Cabo Wabo is a thick cut, 100% blue Weber agave tequila. Made the way tequila was meant to be made with full on agave taste. Cabo Wabo is a smooth, sip worthy tequila created for those who don't shy away from bold flavor. So are you ready to take things to the next level? Try Cabo Wabo tequila for a thicker cut of life. Cabo Wabo Tequila, 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof. Copyright 2024, Campari, America, New York, New York. Please handle responsibly. Okay, let's wrap it up with, uh, by the way, we have Brooks Kepka, recurring guest on Monday, and then we're going to get into draft mode. We're getting hard into the paint on draft mode. We're going to have a lot of great draft content for everyone. Get ready for the draft. So we did uh, Tiger King. We did King, uh, King of Kong. We took a little bit of a left turn here and did a Disney movie from 1998 called The Garbage Kicking Field or Garbage Picking Field Goal Kicking Philadelphia Phenomenon, mm-hmm. starring Tony Danza. It has a, a 5.1 in IMDb. Do we know what the Rotten Tomatoes is, or is it even ranked? I'll look it up right now. That's it's that's surprisingly on, low. Surprisingly uh, high. Yeah, it was. I, I truly enjoyed it. It was. I, there were multiple times where I was like, they, they made this movie, um, the entire movie. And then more importantly, the NFL let them use logos. That was the crazy part. Also, oh, was especially they not only logos, they use actual yeah. game footage. Yeah. yeah. But like every, I was like draft. I remember draft day was a huge deal. Cause it's like, Oh, we have all the, the logos. Like the NFL is bought <laughs> in. It's like, what was before draft day? Oh, Tony Danza in a low rent fucking movie 
slapstick slap dick movie about kicking field goals. <laughs> was it was Rotten Tomato? I, I'm looking up the uh, Rotten Tomatoes right now. I don't I don't think that it is on there. I think right, that it's no, like, ser- it's, no, in all, in all seriousness, I, I actually liked this movie for this simple fact. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that decided in the first five minutes they would basically like make you chug every plot point and foreshadowing mechanic like right as you got in there like right when we started it was bang 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 you know he he tony danza is a is a garbage man his son's ashamed of him there's new owners in philadelphia we don't know what to do with their team his dad just wants him to win a super bowl oh and also he has a bad relationship with his dad and like all You're these skipping things. over in the first like 30 seconds of the movie where it showed him loading up the garbage truck and he has to kick the lever on yes, the garbage yes. truck to make it work. And he's got a much stronger leg than and, his coworker. And, and his friend said, and his, and his coworker was like, what do you keep this truck for? He's like, loyalty. Oh, okay. Well, this will come back to play. They yep. basically just opened your mouth and shoved every single plot line into your face. Like no character development whatsoever. That was just it. Like the first time that he saw his son, his son was like, he was like, Hey kid, what do you want to, what do you want to go throw the rock out there? And he's like, his son was like, eh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go play with my friend's dad. It's like, Oh, yeah. here we go. They don't like it. Like it is it, this kid is ashamed of his dad. And well, like the what, first time we see the grandfather, the grandfather's like to Tony Danza, you're a quitter. You always have been it's like, Oh, okay. right off. <laughs> right off the bat, the first thing that they had the uh, the grandfather do was get really pissed off at the Eagles for never winning a game and saying, I'm going to cut off the kicker's foot with my buck knife. Yeah. And so you could see exactly where everything was going. Uh, they, they didn't really try to build anything up, but listen, I like well, it. they did. They just did it very I, fast. It was like I a speed it. round. <laughs> I, I liked it for the simple fact that, and you might not understand this. Maybe I'm like a little bit grittier of a, of a person than you are, but like a, a garbage man and a field goal kicker are two very similar occupations. You don't get a lot of respect from people. Uh, they don't look at you as I being respect, an essential I respect service. Garbage, I I'm respect saying, garbage men No, I'm all saying the time. just like – I'm saying across the board. A lot of times no, people I, talk I respect trash. garbage men. A lot of times people talk trash about garbage men until you need one, right? You talk trash about a good kicker until you need one. The field goal kickers are essential services, and people forget that until you need one. So, like, I like the symmetry there on both sides – uh, I also thought that he was like an independent garbage man at the start of the movie. I didn't realize that he worked for the city. Oh yeah. It felt, it felt like he was like bringing in his hall and then his boss was paying him like uh, for the garbage that he brought in. So I thought maybe he was like an independent cop, but no, he worked for the city of Philadelphia. There was a lot of pride there. It was like a, it's like a, a Disney version of Rocky, except instead of having a really great story about a boxer, it was Tony Danza that was like half-ass kicking field goals. Well, Tony Danza too. Um, his field goal kicking the straightaway old school, which is awesome. The coach, it didn't make sense that the the I don't know if you you noticed, but the grandfather at the beginning was like, just one time I want to see my Eagles win the Super Bowl, and then they're like, yeah, this coach has been here for twenty two years. What fucking coach is going to be there for twenty two years without winning a Super Bowl? I mean that's the Eagles' way. You, you, they, this was like it was kind of in Philadelphia. It was interesting being transported back to what 1995. Is that when it came eight. out? Eight. Ni- what 1998? Yes. Crazy. Uh, by the way, Rotten Tomato score 46. percent Okay, on there. That's not bad. 1998. Better than, like, yeah, that's better than like every Adam Sandler movie ever made. I 
I yeah. actually now now that I'm thinking about it, I think that what they did was they made this movie in 1998, but when they pitched it, they're like, "Hey, Tony," and you know, Disney was like, "Hey, Tony, we got this movie script for you, but we're only gonna use." Uh, the equipment and resources that we had available to us in 1990. Like, we're going to just use all the old stuff that we have on a yard sale in the back of the lot. And that's uh-huh. how they made this movie. Because I was shocked, too, when it was like, wait, this was 1998? Like, wasn't 1998 The Matrix? Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this the came out after Jurassic Park, after The Matrix, after the new Star Wars movie, I think. This, and, and these are the, the special effects that they use on this. I think at one point it was just like they added a digital ball flying across the field. That was the big like special oh, the, effects budget. Oh yeah, when he when he missed the seventy five yard field goal and let his family down. <laughs> yeah, yeah it went right by. And then in the last scene, when I, I hope there's no spoilers because everyone watched it. I'm sure you did. When he look when he looks straight up to try to catch the ball, and it's like for about three seconds they just went to CGI for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to put one in the ear hole of the elementary school teacher in this movie. So kind of hot, the, by the way, at the, at the start of the movie, <laughs> one of the big plot devices. I'm not kidding you. I had the thought. I was like, that's like the producer or director. Like, this is like a, I'm going to give you this role. Like, yeah. Cause I want to bang you. That's, yeah, I that's, kinda hot. that's why I said I would, I want to put one in the ear hole of the teacher <laughs> um, who, by the way, at the very start of the movie, they had career day, which is a very good plot device to use to show that a son is ashamed of his father's profession Mm -hmm. is that he doesn't want to bring him in for career day. And the teacher got really, really horny because a pilot was talking to the class. So like, yes, you're right. This is 1998, Mm -hmm. but that's a mindset like falling in love with a pilot because he's talking about flying. Like that's big 1978 energy right there. That's 20 years before. And, And so what made this really lazy though, is that was what they used to show the son being ashamed of his dad at the start. And then at the end of the movie, she had another career day Mm -hmm. where he was like, I really want to bring my dad in for this. It's like, who has two career days in the span of two months? It's the world's laziest teacher that ran out of movies to play on that little cart that she wheels in when she's hung over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was and and Tony Danza pulling out the rat to think like, <laughs> I thought the kids were actually in the wrong there. Like if someone comes in for career day and pulls out an oversized rat out of a bag, that's like a, Oh fuck. That's kind of cool thing. Yeah. It was a stuffed rat too. It was taxidermy. Yeah. It's not like it smelled. So, um, yeah, the coach, the reason the coach stuck around is because he was also the person that was doing like, uh, bed checks. He was doing like weight <laughs> yes. physicals. Dude, like there Bubba. was no assistant coaches. <laughs> 500 he pounds. Just, he was just doing every single part. That guy's dead, by the way. RIP. Oh, Bubba. shit. Uh, respects. Respects to that guy. And my other, other note was it was really insensitive about concussions. They yeah, really, it was they really, very. They really made light of the fact that, you know, there's a lot of brain damage going on in the NFL. It's a good point, Hank. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is 1998. This is before Bob Lee got his, uh, got his teeth in the NFL. It was the whole thing was like, I felt like they were, they, the writers were like, how many um, like lame plot lines, like tropes can we stuff into one 70-minute movie? And also, then they did it, and then they did it, and they fucking crushed it. It also seems like the type of movie where they're like, all right, we're going to get paid this much money. Let's shoot and film it in as little possible time so we can make, like, as much money as possible. Yes. Like, we're going to yes. film the whole thing in two days. I, yeah. I do want to say, 
I think that the Silver Linings playbook stole a little from this. Like there was a oh, little bit of that sure. vibe. Yeah. So this and, was uh, maybe, what, inv- invincible. Yeah. It, this might've been like, uh, what is the fucking name of the movie? I keep getting it wrong. The garbage kick, the garbage kicking field goal, kicking kick, Philadelphia phenomenon phenomenon walked so that the silver linings playbook could run and win an Oscar. Yeah. Uh, the, the color of the Eagles Jersey. What is that green that it was in the mid nineties or the late nineties? Because like it's not the good green. Yeah, it makes, it makes me want to puke. It just makes me want to miss. Yeah, it makes me miss the uh, the old school like seventies bright Kelly green that the Eagles used to wear. But uh, yeah, it was. I think it was before Andy. No, it was right before Andy. I think Andy Reid got hired in ninety nine. I want to say. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite parts of the movie though was the uh, the marketing vice president that worked very closely with the owner. Like the owner wanted to cut Tony Danza or keep him off the team, but it was Christmas Eve. And the marketing assistant was like, you can't cut a player on Christmas Eve. And the owner was like, you're right. I can't. Congrats. You're back on the squad. Yeah. It was like a big godfather. I can't refuse a request on my daughter's wedding. It's a wonderful uh, life. Yeah. 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 It also, uh, my last point on it is that it was ahead of its time because when they did the uh, let's chug as many plot lines as possible, speed dating in the first five minutes, I love the owner being like, I'm an Eagles fan my whole life. I love this city. And they're like, so you're not going to move? And he's like, yeah. He's like, so you're going to stay at the at this current stadium? He's like, whoa, didn't say that. We need a new stadium. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, look, there's every problem that every ownership you know team has ha- ever had for the, re- for the next 25 years. Owners are going to be doing this. Stan Kroenke probably watched this and was like, oh, this is how it's done. That, yeah, that, that's, that like gave him the roadmap for the next 15 years of his career. What's that, Mike? My, my only other note was that the, uh, the wife was a real pushover. Like I was, I was really excited to hear him trying to explain that paparazzi picture, and he never had to. She just let him back in. Oh, did he, did he by the I way, in, the, pop, in the paparazzi picture, did he, did he fall down because he was like, oh, my God, I just cheated on my wife, or oh, my God, this chick is so hot? I don't. Yeah. Wait, he cheated on his wife. You don't remember the scene? I fe- I must have fallen asleep during no, this he, part. So his. <laughs> oh my god! Dude, when <laughs> and, I say when and I the say booger, were, the booger yeah. PSA after this was amazing. When yeah. they're like, drinking doesn't solve problems. Yes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was this was another plot line that they threw in there. Like, I'm not kidding. They they literally just. I, I we could list all of like the tropes that they did in this movie. He so it wasn't that he cheated on his wife. Some woman came up to him and goes, "Hey, are you the gar- are you the garbage picking field goal kicking guy?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Can I get a pick?" And they take a picture, and just as they're about to take a picture, she starts kissing him on the lips, and then walks off. And so then that picture got sold to the very noted paparazzi in Philadelphia in 1998. Yeah, they're everywhere. And and that ended up the wife was like, "Oh my god." He cheated on me, even though, like, again, we didn't have enough time to do a full affair. So that's how uh-huh. they kind of stuffed that one in. I got you. Yeah, the paparazzi in Philadelphia, the guys that print out, they just print out pictures on newsreel and then they put it like <laughs> underneath your cheesesteak when they serve it to you. Uh, he got I think kicked that, out of the house. He got kicked out of the house. Okay. I felt, admittedly, besides the part I fell asleep for, it was a great movie. Um, I thought that actually him and Bubba might have been fucking. That's my fan theory. I think that his roommate, uh, who is the 360-pound left tackle. I think that they were fucking coached 
busted on them a few times when they were both sweaty, out of breath in their room. They had to, like, cover themselves up with the covers. I think there was something going on there behind the scenes. Okay. The other, the other, my other note was, like, what an absolute fraud to get cut from the team and then be like, I'm retiring, honey. I just want to be with my family. Like, you got cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I decided to walk away. Um, like, this is my last game. Like, you had to beg to f- even get a last game. Oh, yeah. one other thing. I'd never realized this before, but Tony Danza brought it up when he was talking to Bubba about how he always sleeps closest to the door out of instinct to protect the person that he's sharing a room with. Yes. I've always done that, too. Every yeah. single time I've shared a bed with some. Every single time. I had not thought about it until just now in, like, probably – seven or eight different houses or apartments or whatever i'm always closest to the door that's my i don't know why i never really sat down and thought about it but tony dan's is fucking right the guy sleeps closest to the door yeah yeah absolutely always hank's got this sheepish sheepish look on his face like i don't it's I'm like never walk, even, it's just it's something like, i've never even thought about i guess it's like walking closest to, on the on the side of traffic yep sometimes yeah, you gotta do it that's yeah that's somebody's daughter um all right that is our show uh, if you have a movie you want us to watch, if you have a documentary you want us to watch, we're going to have do one for next Friday. We have the one for next week. We have we one do. for next week. And then we also have Billy coming up on Monday. Hank's going to try to rein him in, but I love untapped Billy. I think it's, it's the best. Cause he just goes and you don't yeah. know where you're going to end up. He's basically the Josh McCown masturbation PSA. Like you don't know where you're, you're going to end up in Detroit or Omaha, but we have Billy, we have Brooks Kepka. And we will see everyone on Monday. Yeah, uh, oh. real quick. Uh, yeah, you're right, Big Cat. It's like a like a jazz solo when Billy gets going, just free form shit. So let let him cook, Hank. Um, next Friday is the scheme, right? Yes, the scheme on HBO. So I think it's out. It's on demand. You can watch it right now. Or if you have any other suggestions, send them in to us. Shout out to Cassidy. This is actually Cassidy from the Dallas Renegades of the XFL, who sent this in for us to watch so shout out to her if you have anything else to send in let us know all right we'll see everyone monday love you guys